0: You're listening to Kids Cue the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, performers, composers, and kids like you. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we we'll listen to music to see what makes it interesting and fun. Because music is for you. I'm your host, Darlene. And I'm your host, Rebecca Lane, director of Upper Beaches Music School. Let's cue, cue the music! Music. <laughs> Welcome to Kids Cue the Music. I'm your co-host Rebecca Lane. And I'm your co-host Zara Lane. And today we have flute teacher and flutist Catherine Watson with us. Hi Catherine. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Zara, would you like to ask the first question? Um, Catherine, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started playing the flute? So...
1: I'm a flute player, and I also play the piccolo, living in the Toronto area. I started playing the flute when I was 10 years old. But before that, I, I taught myself the recorder when I was a kid, and I thought it was really fun. I played a bit of piano after that, and then when I had the opportunity to take flute uh, to play it in a band, I, I jumped on that because I loved the idea and the sound of the flute. And so I played it in a community band, a marching band in my hometown. And that's where I started playing the flute and and piccolo when I was 11 years old.
0: What is a piccolo? Is it a pickle with (laughs) an (laughs) o?
1: Pretty much. No, a piccolo. Piccolo is the Italian word for small. And so a piccolo is a very small flute. Huh. A piccolo is half the size of the flute, and it plays twice as high. If I play a C on the flute, like a middle C, it sounds like a middle C. But if I play that same note on the piccolo, it's going to sound higher by a whole octave. So it plays the highest notes out of all of the instruments.
0: You also mentioned something that was really cool, which is that you taught yourself the recorder, Are there some similarities between the recorder and the flute? There are. Not in the way that you make
1: the sound. That's very different. But the fingers are almost the same for most of the notes. Um, The recorder, you know, just has holes. You have to cover each hole with every single finger. The flute, the one that I play, has way more holes than I have fingers. So there are different keys. But generally notes like B, A, G, F, E, D are all pretty much the same. Is there an H? (laughs) I don't know. Is there an H in music? Maybe you can tell me.
0: (laughs) No No H. No H in music. Yeah. And on any instrument, it's the same for all the instruments. There's no Y. It just goes to G and then it starts all over again at A. Mm. (laughs) And there's no R or Z. No, we can't spell your name with music notes. Sorry. I would have had to name you something else <laughs> So the flute as we know is a really ancient instrument so Zara and I have a bunch of questions about it because neither of us has ever tried I don't think you have Zara have you ever tried to play a flute? Do you know the answer Well I just make just checking No <laughs> me either although my sister did play flute for a while.
1: What was the flute invented? That's a good question because it is pretty much one of the most ancient instruments. That we know of, um, I think some of the earliest proof of flutes date back to 200 BC, where they just had some bone flute.
0: Wow, that's quite a long time <sighs> ago.
1: And those are the legit. This is a flute. Obviously, I don't play on a flute like one that was from 200 BC. Flutes kind of they they went through a lot of different versions. So the early flutes were more. Like a recorder, and then they just had some holes. It was holes on a pe- on a bone, on a reed, on something, mm-hmm. some sort of bamboo, anything like that, where one hole you blow over, which we'll talk about later, but then the other ones you just cover with your fingers to make different pitches. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was around in the medieval times and then the Baroque times that the flute started to become more a little bit more complicated, and they started making it out of wood and carving it. Nicer with different holes and, and starting to add keys that would cover the holes that your fingers couldn't reach to make more notes. The one that I play, the flute that you see now with all of those silver keys, that one was invented and kind of perfected in the late 1800s by a person named Boehm, and he was the one who invented this flute that we've stuck to it now for 150 years. We we realize this is the best flute. We don't need to make any more changes. We don't need to add any more keys or any more buttons. It's great the way it is.
0: So I, I just want to make sure that we all understand, because basically when you're playing the flute, or when, when they were playing the flute many, many years ago, it was just a some sort of tube, like a bone that they carved out or how did a they- reed from the river, and they blew over a hole to make the sound? Exactly. Like How, how are they... Hollow out a bone. How would they hollow out a bone? So many questions.
1: I, you know, I've never hollowed out a bone before. (laughs) Because I'm not that kind of chef. But uh, they are all... Even in your own body, they are hollow. Well, not totally hollow in your body. They are filled with something called bone marrow, which is a squishy stuff inside the bone that's in your body right now. And that's where your blood gets made, just in case you were wondering. So I'm guessing that once (laughs) the bones are dead and there's nothing left on the bones and they they can get rid of all of the bone marrow that's inside of it. They can take that part out. So bones are naturally already hollow. And so all they would need to do is drill some holes in it, cover up one of the ends keep one end open and the hole that's nearest the closed end if you blow over it the same way that you would blow have you ever tried blowing over a pop bottle to make a sound have you ever tried Sarah? what do you mean like a big pop bottle and
0: like take the cap off and like blow in it not in it over it this like, is something that we should try later that would be so fun like yeah, sort of. But you blow. Yeah, you blow over. You blow like over the top of it so that the air doesn't go inside. It just passes over the top of the opening.
1: Yeah, you should try that. I know that um, I'm not too sure how common it is to, to buy, you know, bottles of pop these days. Right. <laughs> but if you do have one, it's easier when it's kind of smaller. If it has a really big opening on the top, it's pretty hard to make a sound like that. But if it has a smaller opening, then you should tr- definitely try it because it can make a sound. It can make a who kind of sound who and that is basically how a flute sound gets made we're blowing over a hole just exactly the same as blowing over a bottle and it creates the tone that's very cool Zara. do you want to ask the next question how did the buttons work so the buttons are not just buttons but there are holes right there are holes that are all over the flute if we took off the keys It would just be, it would look like a polka dot necktie. (laughs) And there are, so these keys, what they do when they are all closed and you blow over the hole, that means that the air that you, some of the air goes across, but some of the air goes into the flute and spins down it, kind of like a like a crazy water slide. It spins down the flute. And th- if the air spins all the way down to the very end, which means all my keys were closed, then it's going to make a low sound. But as I start to mm-hmm. open up the holes by pressing different keys, some of my fingers are on actual keys that cover holes, and other ones are touching a little lever that closes a different hole. But I can open them up one by one, Then when the air is whooshing down the flute, it will exit out of that first hole that it can. And then that's what note it's going to play. It's going to make a higher sound. The faster the air gets out of the flute, like it goes to the first open hole, then that's going to be a high note. But if I put more of my fingers down, generally, it will be a lower note.
0: Wow. Very cool. You mentioned that there are piccolos that are smaller. Is that what kids would play? Or do flutes come in smaller sizes for kids? They do now.
1: (laughs) Not when I was a kid, though. I had just a normal size flute, but I was pretty small, so it was really hard to hold. But now they are making more flutes that are way more easy to hold and to carry and to play for people who are smaller. So some of them have a head joint that's bent into like a candy cane shape so that means that your hands could be closer and then there are some that are just made smaller but those smaller flutes or fifes you wouldn't really play in band or orchestra but you could definitely learn on them a piccolo is a little bit different though i i i'm a rare case i guess because i started playing the piccolo when i was early on in my flute studies I think I was 11 or 12 when I got handed one. They're too high. <laughs> well, the
0: piccolos are too high.
1: Maybe you do that when you're older. <laughs> no, I, I have friends and colleagues who never played piccolo until the end of university where they kind of thought, oh no, I have to play piccolo now.
0: Like I should learn before.
1: Because they don't always really want to. But me, I was like, I want to play piccolo.
0: I love it. Wow. I want to play the high, noisy notes. <laughs> so but the, so the piccolo plays really high, but the, the flutes for kids, they're smaller than regular flutes, but they don't play high like piccolos. Well,
1: sort of. The toot, which is Mm -hmm. my favorite little learner flute. The nouveau toot does play higher, but it can't play any higher than its own octave, if that makes sense. So it sounds higher than a flute, but it just sounds like not the lowest notes on the flutes. It's just eight notes higher than my... Regular flute, but then the flutes that have the curved head joints, and there's another flute that's made the, out of plastic that has a curved head joint or a donut head joint um, that it plays the same as a, a C flute. Very cool. Can you play some music for us? I would love to. Thank you. I think I would like to play one that's kind of low. On the flute, so you can hear sort of what the more low notes sound like. And this is from Bolero by the composer Maurice Ravel, who was French.
0: beginning of bolero oh that's so beautiful that's actually quite low for a flute it sounds was that in the lower part of the flute range
1: yes so that went to almost the lowest note that i could play which is a middle c okay very cool which is the it's the second lowest note do you have any other things that you can play for us sure a thing i can play Something that's a little bit more more of a dance. This is a tango etude. So it sounds it's Argentinian, a little bit more fun, a little bit more energetic.
0: Okay. Awesome.
1: Great. Let's hear it. <laughs>
0: There are some tango. This is very tango-y. Very, like, Spanish-sounding, maybe? Argentinian. Argentinian. Yes, you said that, of course. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Catherine. Before we go, though, we need to play a game called Pasta or Composer.
1: Ooh, I love this game. Oh,
0: good. Have you ever played this game before, Catherine?
1: Kind of on my own, I guess.
0: (laughs) Because I like pasta and I like composers. Yes, they're both really great. Zara, can you explain how to play this game for anyone listening who doesn't know? My mom says an Italian word, I think. We have to guess if it's the name of a pasta or the name of a composer. So I'm going to say the words and Catherine, you and Zara can guess if it's the name of a pasta or the name of a composer. And then I will tell you what the real answer is. Ready? Okay. Okay. So the first one is Cavatelli. C-A-V-A-T-E-L-L-I. Pasta or composer? Catherine, what do you think? Ooh, I think that's a composer. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Zara, what do you think? Cavatelli. Composer. Composer? You both say composer. Cavatelli is a pasta. Like, I, I know the answer, but... I know the answer just <gasps> no. because I saw a picture of a pest on your screen. Like I peeked and then I peeked and you cheated. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to. But then you didn't even say the right answer. Well, yeah, I did that. <laughs> 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 you, it was a, I see. What, what
1: shape is it? What kind of pasta um, is it? It looks
0: very weird. Yeah. It's hard to explain. It almost looks like uh like a little soy nut or what does that look like? corn bean or something like it's it's small and oh like a little ball of something kind of yeah it's like an oval shape and it has it looks like two little rolls stuck together to make an oval if that makes sense mm-hmm. maybe i'll put a link to this in the huh. in the i wonder what kind of sauce <laughs> yeah goes good with that i mean that one looks like a mouse I look, yeah they do sort of look like lips actually that's a very good analogy yeah okay. they look kind of like lips very tiny lips <laughs> that's mm-hmm. I, don't gray. Kind of, I don't i don't see any pictures of it with sauce just the pasta itself so it's definitely pasta oh here's one with like a tomato sauce oh there's another one with like a cheesy sauce i don't know just you know standard sauce, i guess sounds good yeah it does look yummy the next one is dalla piccola D-A-L-L-A-P-I-C-C-O-L-A. Dalla Piccola. Catherine, what do you think? I think I've heard that one before. Really?
1: Oh, I mean, I like the way that sounds because it's got the word piccola, which is like piccolo.
0: Yes. A choose composer. <laughs> I think it's a composer, too. Yeah. Both of you say composer. Okay. And you are both correct. Luigi Dalla Piccola from he was born in 1904 he died in 1975 an italian composer known for his lyrical 12 tone compositions he played the piano there you go lyrical 12 tone yeah i know i was thinking the same thing that kind of sounds like an oxymoron lyrical 12 tone compositions (laughs) (laughs) okay great we have one left and it is casarecci I don't speak Italian, so I'm probably saying it wrong. It's C-A-S-A-R-E-C-C-E. Casarecce, or casarecce, maybe. Casarecce. Yeah.
1: You know, I think I have eaten this before, so I think that's a pasta. Mm. Yeah, pasta.
0: You're so, both are so agreeable with each other today. Well, I don't know what to say. (laughs) It's one or the other. Okay, casarecce (laughs) is pasta. And it looks really delicious. It looks like French fries. Yeah, yeah. It does kind of look like French fries. That's what it looks like when it's not cooked. Over here, when it is cooked, it looks even more like crispy French fries. But I bet it's soft, like regular pasta. And there's a picture here with it. Long macaronis all. Yeah, yeah, sort of. They remind me a little bit of the first one, Cavatelli, where they have like two it looks like two things stuck together. Like the, the first one was like two lips stuck together. This looks like two straws stuck together. Like they roll them inside or something. It looks like really long lips Hmm. stuck together. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, that's a funny lip shape that you're making right now, Zara. That's a very funny face. Okay. So that is Casa And thank you for helping me with the pronunciation, Catherine. Otherwise, I would never know. I think you did very well. Thank you. It's it's tricky. Thank you so much for being with us here today, Catherine. Um, You can learn more about Catherine by visiting her website at... CatherineWatsonFlute.com Amazing. And you also teach piano and flute lessons at Upper Beaches Music School. So to book your free trial lesson with Catherine, you can visit UpperBeachesMusic.com and click on the book trial lesson button. That's all for today. Thanks so much for joining us, Catherine. Oh, thanks for having me. See you next time on Kids, Cues, and Music. <laughs> thanks, Zara. And thanks, Catherine. Bye. Bye. Hey, mini musicians. Want to listen to more fun music? Tell your grown-up to head over to upperbeachesmusic.com rescue to get an email each week with links to kid-approved classical music, crafts, and much more. That's right. We'll send you a little package of links every Monday morning so that you can keep the musical learning and fun going all week long. That's upperbeachesmusic.com slash rescue. Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with other kids you think would love it. I'm Zora Lane. And I'm Rebecca Lane. Talk to you next time on... Kids, cue the music!